Hey guys, I got some exciting news to share with you. New Amazing Trends. That's right. New Amazing Trends is a leading seller of the most innovative, most advanced, most revolutionary products out there. They constantly strive to bring you the very best products the world has to offer at the best prices. Now the thing about this is, this website has new trends every single week. For example, about a month ago, I bought some whitening toothpaste on there that I was really happy with. And they, it, it, that week, they had toothpaste, they had those LED light things, they had all kind of whitening strips, things like that. And then they'll shift to like beauty products for women, things for kids, things for around the house, things that you really can't get anywhere else. And you got them at the best prices that you can possibly get them at. I'm telling you, all you got to do is go to newamazingtrends.com. This week, they're featuring household items, you know, things like automatic soap dispensers, you know, like windshield covers, but, you know, like like good ones, not like ones you'll get in, like, Walmart, cheap plastic crap. I'm talking real stuff. So you can grab something for the house, and when you get to check out, you can grab something for uh, your little skippies. Again, go to newamazingtrends.com. All of these products are already heavily discounted, and you want to save another 10%? Just type in the promo code CHRISTIAN12672 at checkout. Get another 10% off. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-12672. Make sure you're checking this website out frequently because their offers change every single week. New trends every week. New amazing trends. Join the future. Full future. Half the cost. Newamazingtrends.com. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it's time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, May 15th, 2022. little OMD coming in here with us from uh, another 80s classic, Pretty in Pink. So many good 80s movies. <laughs> what a great decade. Anyway, so here we go. Week seven in a row. All right, I'm going to keep my personal record going here on the C-Rod Podcast, right? crazy i've come up with you know enough material for over an hour like i said i mean I'm, give, I'm giving you guys a minimum of an hour lately it seems but yeah i want to keep that that train rolling a couple quick little little pointers before i get started here um okay so first thing uh after the close today there's going to be a bonus segment in there and i'm not gonna i i, I chose to do it afterwards because there's you know i told you i didn't want to you know bore some people but it's my, you know, you know, the Sixers were eliminated in, uh, from from the playoffs earlier than they should have been, yet again. And I did like a segment on the other side. So when you know when the closing music ends, you know, just stay tuned and you'll be able to hear that uh, little bonus. If you if you're a Sixer fan or if you're a basketball fan, you want to hear my take because I did it last year when they got eliminated. And I basically ripped Ben Simmons for 20 minutes, and then I realized I'm like, well, not everybody watches basketball, so I decided to do that on the other side just stay tuned for that afterwards and then also i gotta <laughs> i gotta give a quick apology to uh to, to my work daughter actually because i forgot that like when i was telling you guys about my buddy matt like you know he's the only person that i've ever worked with that i'm actually still in touch with and that's 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 just false so i apologize because <laughs> i was actually 
I was actually, uh, you know, I'm still friends with her, and she hasn't worked with me in, in, in three years. So I, 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 it wasn't like I was forgetting you on the list. I was just saying that, you know, uh, I just forgot. It, it just didn't jump into my head right. But, um, yeah, sorry about that. So, all right, what do I got for you guys today? Let me get my, why do I have this on top of my fucking notes? What's going on here? I'm all disheveled, disorganized. All right, I got. I have a. I have a couple follow-ups from things as I normally do. You know, uh, things that I talk about in previous episodes that I just have to follow up on. But before I get into any of those, all right, I. I, I do. Well, this is. I guess you would consider this a follow-up too. But as you guys know, I'm. On, I'm on dating apps. You know, and it, it's. You know, before I tell you about what I'm about to tell you about, I. It, it's a fucking rat race. Like I barely even participate anymore. I just go on to swipe just for shits and ha-has at this point. But it's a goddamn rat race, like dating these days, you know. Like I'm so fucking single that I, 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 I shouted off the balcony the other night. I love you, <laughs> and my and my my echo came back and said, I, I just want to be friends. <laughs> but anyway, so sometimes you you scroll through these things and you wonder what like what is what is going through these people's minds when they post certain shit on their profile. Sometimes it could be pictures. You know, and sometimes it could just be like your attitude. Like there's like some some people just come off as like like some women, they just come off as thunder cunts in their in their profiles. It'll just be like, you know, it'll it'll say something like like it, like I told you guys before. It's like a uh, it's a list of all the things that you should not be and you should not do. And it's like oh well, you sound like a fucking pleasure to be around. You fucking cunt. You know, <laughs> like it, but it, there's always like little things that you're like, what are they, what are they thinking? Like, what do you think people are going to, so anyway, I'm, I'm scrolling. I, I, I felt the need to tell you about this particular profile because it was fucking grody. Okay. And I, I thought to myself, I'm like, who, who would even like, even a guy with a fetish, who would like something like this? Are you ready for that? This, this fucking woman, right? She, she, uh, it, you know, this, this particular app hinge, you get six pictures and you have to answer three question prompts, right? So as soon as I as soon as I lay eyes on her main photo, okay, it was it, she was a hippie, you know, not a hipster, like a hippie, like a tree hugger, you know, and she had fucking dreadlocks. That is fucking disgusting. Which all right now I I will say this quick sidebar okay, black people are the only people that can pull off dreadlocks, and 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 make it look good. You know, it's 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 really a fashion trend with them. They, they you know like they make it look good, but white people eh, not so much. All right, on white people it just looks you look dirty. You know, like your hair looks unwashed, it looks unkempt. You, you look dirty, okay. And and it's like I I I I I would like to see any guy that actually would date a woman with dreadlocks. I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but she had dreadlocks. And I'm just looking at her wardrobe and her and in this first picture that is I didn't scroll through anything yet, right? And I'm looking at like the way she dresses and like the the piercings and the fucking dreadlocks. I'm like I could smell the fucking patchouli oil through the phone. And typically those people like like they wear patchouli oil because it's so fucking strong it hides their other odors. Because these people really don't shower. They're, they're those people that I told you they're like. Uh, they're like the, the the movie stars and the people in Hollywood to go, don't shower once a week. We need to save water. Water is an unlimited resource. <laughs> okay? Shower. It's disgusting. You know? But that patchouli oil, basically, it, whenever you smell that patchouli oil coming, you're going to get a combination, you know, of patchouli oil, body odor, and ass cheese. 
Buttercup, you stink. Take a bath. Those, those are the three smells that will be blended when somebody has patchouli oil. So when you, when you see that coming or smell that coming, I should say, just prepare, you know, for for just a real a real pleasure. But anyway, so I scroll down, right, and she and and I see the second picture, which was much like the first one, but the first question prompt picked up, and it and it said. It said she picked the question of you should not go out with me if I was like, of course, she picked that fucking question, because there's probably 75 different things that I could think of off the top of my head that you were going to answer this question with. But she went with this. This is what she went with. She went with you should not go out with me. If you think body hair is gross. Oh, God, it's a little bile just fucking came up through my throat scroll down to the next picture right she's doing one she's doing one of those little poses you know they do poses for a fucking picture right this is a pose that she should never have fucking done okay she had her hand on her hip you ever see this one she had her hand on her hip right and then the other one was like it's kind of like she was running her fingers through her hair which how do you even run your fingers through your hair when you got fucking dreadlocks and i looked down at that fucking armpit and Julius Irving popped out. Like, it looked like she had never even attempted to even trim her armpit. In fact, she could have fucking dreadlocked, dreadlocked the fucking armpit hair. And there was all kind of lint and fucking fuzz in there. Like, did you ever see the movie Waiting? And, and, and the, the one waitress who's just like a fucking psychopath. And, and like, and she comes out at the end and she she flips up her dress and whips out her fucking bush. And it's got all kind of fucking like peanuts and, and, <laughs> and dust and shit in it. That's what it, that's what it looked like. It was it was disgusting. I I can never see why somebody even if you have a fetish like I said, see somebody like that and think and think like oh, the dreadlocks, the fucking patchouli, the the armpit hair is just disgusting, right? Then I flip down to the, to, to the last image. Okay, she's sitting at a table, all right, with her with her elbow on the table, and you can actually see the armpit hair like like in between. She's got capri pants on or shorts or whatever you call them, and she's got her legs crossed. And her legs were hairier than mine. I, I, is there any guys out there that 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 would that would look at that and be like, "I got to get that"? I'm being dead serious. Like I, I just can't. I, I, ooh, like she. I, I know she hasn't showered. You know, like since Biden's been in office. You know, it's it, it's it's just it's unbelievable. That the, the shit that tries to, uh, to, to they, they put this shit up there thinking people are going to be attracted to that. And by the way, has, it, has, it, has this happened to anybody else over 40? Like, I, I really guess that like every, <laughs> everything that grows hair on your, on your body will eventually go bald. I, when I was, when I was younger, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't have what were known as hairy legs by any stretch, but, it, but they weren't like bald either. Like it was just average, you know, I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn that 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 turn uh um blonde in the sun but now i, I look down and like my legs look like they did when i was 14. <laughs> there's barely any i'm like what the what, what happened <laughs> what happened here you know did that happen to anybody else or is it just me i don't know do, do, I, do, do i got alopecia on my fucking leg <laughs> too soon oh god anyway so here, here's uh, here's a follow up, right? I was telling you guys about that show, uh, Bar Rescue, because uh, it's on it's on the Paramount channel. Like they, the new episode is on Sunday, so a lot of channels will do this. 
when the new episode's coming on, they play the show all fucking day, you know? And I'll catch, like, you know, one or two of them because I told you, like I said, it's um, it's just the same thing over and over. It's the same theater, you know? Again, like, they'll, they'll find a bar, you know, where the bartenders drink the whole tire shift and they get fucking smashed which which by the way i've i've been going to bars for over 20 years i've never seen a bartender drunk i maybe i had you know like once or twice but the fact that the like every week it's like you know the whole staff is fucking shit-faced you know i I just don't say it you know but then what ends up happening is uh you know like you know john john taffin and his fucking crew are, are in the suv spying on the fucking place they got it all staked out you know, he's got he's got his mixologist and he's got a chef, you know. He's like, I can't believe that. What is going on back there? You know? And so, um so I, I, I you know, and then he goes in and then he tries to intimidate them and he berates the fucking people. You should be ashamed of yourself. Like, you know, he just gets in their face and does that. So after he does that, he you know, he has he trains them, then they have the stress test, which they fail, and then it's all of a sudden magic the, the new bar opens and everybody's perfect. It's the same thing every goddamn week. But there was this one episode. I'm gonna play you a clip not from that episode, but for those of you who've never watched the show uh, about this guy, John Taft, because I swear to God, he is one of the goofiest looking dudes I, I've ever seen in my life. Like his, his his facial expressions, his eyes pop out of his fucking head and, and he's animated. He, he's like a Muppet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you haven't seen it, check it out. But if you have, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? So um, I was watching this one episode was that was like, of like, I can't wait to see how this one ends up. Um, and it was a bar called Bottoms Up in California somewhere, right? And the lady was like, you know, she was hurting. Well, she opened this bar, and it, it's like a, uh, it was like a bikini slash lingerie bar where like the the, bar, the bartenders walk around dressed like who was A, she was a hua, B, she was a hua, right? And she she did so well in the beginning that she just kept opening like locations. So she had she had six locations. Now there was one location that was kind of like off the beaten path of uh you know up from the other ones and and the lady's like man it's like this is getting too hard like I got five bars I got to run and this one's far away so it's like what do I do so she puts her son in charge all right and this 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 kid was a beaut all right he was he was like 20 he was 21 years old pimply faced and pasty and and just shy and no confidence and no nothing like you can't just you you can't just take anybody off the street and make them a bar manager. There's a lot of shit that goes into it. You know what I mean? Just because you're a bartender doesn't mean that you know how to run a bar. And like you got you have to handle inventory. You got to handle you know food, liquor. You know you have to handle the the profit margins. You got to handle the balances. You got to handle the employees. And they they film this they they film this place and these girls are like. The, they were all gutter sluts, like every single one. They were they were total cum dumpsters, and they were not, not one of them was maybe one of them was halfway attractive, but they weren't. These these people were trailer park, you know. And what they did was, it's like they're you know they're wearing like you know they're, they're wearing you know trampy little outfits, right? And every t- and, and like they just walk around and twerk, and they'll they'll twerk while they're fucking you know pouring your drink. The one girl, the one girl, ready for this? Stuck her finger in her asshole, and then in, in, in the same stroke poured the guy a drink. So there was like shit particles all over the fucking glass. Is that is that is that you think that's okay? You know, and they and the behavior was just it, there was no boundaries whatsoever. Like they would just take a, like a customer's face and stick it in their fucking ass. 
you know, and, and just all kinds of like just fucked up behavior. They were doing shots out of out of the girls' asses. Meaning that now you I, I, you say how do you do that? This is what they did. She laid on the bar, okay, and the bartender takes a shot glass and puts it between her ass cheeks, pours the shot, and then the customer comes around the bar like on the inside of the bar, and the girl rolls over, and the shot pours into the guy's mouth. There was just no, I mean, it was just, it was a shit show, the whole entire thing. And meanwhile, the manager didn't know what to do. They even asked, <clears throat> excuse me, they even asked him what, you know, what does a bar manager have to do? And he's like, oh, I mean, well, you know, just make sure that um, that everything's running right. With no confidence, with no nothing, and you didn't even answer the question. So it's like, you know, the inmates are running the asylum because they were asking the girls, like, what they thought of the manager. And she and they're like, oh, he's a little ass kid. Fuck that. He can tell me what to do. You know, like they they were running the asylum. So enter, you know, John Taffin. He comes in all big and tough, and he's like, Patrick, let's go, let's go have a talk. Let's go have a talk. And he, he goes over, and he's like, Do you even know what you're doing right now, Patrick? You got women putting shot glasses in their butt. You got people putting their faces in their butts. This is what you you have absolutely no control of this bar. <laughs> you know? So here's here's where I find it to be to be bullshit. Okay, like they 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 come in and, and he's there for four days, and basically what happens is, you know, um, the the first day they they train them, you know, like how to make the food, how to make the drinks, and all that kind of stuff, and then the next day they have the stress test, like I told you before, two hundred people come in and then they always fail because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And then the next two days, I think, is just like the the, uh, the the demo and the rebuilding, remodeling of the bar, you know. But then, again, they're all perfect. What, like, once they come back, it's like the next day, oh, sales went up 30%. It's like, <laughs> no, it's, that, that's fucking false. But anyway, there was, there was this, um, oh, yeah, by the way, before I even go further. So so that happens, right? They do the training, they do all the fucking things. And, and, and John's sitting down with the manager, and he was like, you need to, you need to be in control of these people. They are walking all over you right now. They have no respect for you. You have no confidence. You don't know what you're doing, you know. And then two days goes by, and then all of a sudden when they open, he's 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 a drill sergeant. He's like, no, that ain't going to happen to my fucking bar. Nope, that ain't going to fuck. Like, the dude couldn't even, he was too shy to fucking say a sentence to these girls because they were walking all over him. And two days later, all of a sudden, like, he's garnered their respect, you know. And then you got John Taffin out there. I'm so proud of Patrick. He's, he's done a complete 180. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Like he reminds me, John Taffin reminds me of if anybody uh, was ever watched uh, WWE, he reminds me of Paul Heyman. Like they're, I think those two were like they have the same fucking DNA, you know. But anyway, so so there's this other one, and this is where I'm going to play you the clip from. There's this woman, and uh, she she borrowed a half a million dollars off her father, okay, and uh, and she you know, she opens her bar, and and her her thing was well, it's the bartender for twenty years, so you know I'm just gonna. I, Figured I'd open my own bar. I'm like, yeah, 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 it don't work that way. Just because you were a bartender for, I don't care how long you were a bartender for, does not mean that you know how to run a business and be an entrepreneur. It, it's, those are two completely different animals. You know, so she had all kinds of fucked up shit. Like, like she was hemorrhaging money. She she had all kind of fucked up shit happening in her. It was like a bar restaurant type of thing, bar and grill, right? There was there was people sitting at a fucking table, right, eating their food. And an air-conditioned vent started leaking water all over the fucking food. <laughs> like the whole thing was a mess, right? And then you go into the kitchen, 
right and and the kitchen was having fun like they never cleaned like the like the uh like the hoods like for the vents you know so like grease was getting on them grease fires were fucking starting they had like three week old fryer oil in there it was like fucking black coffee all kinds of shit right and then he, he by the trash can there was like a white painted brick wall like the trash can was up against it and like i guess for them throwing so much trash and using the wall as a backboard it had like a buildup of fucking schmeg <laughs> it was it was gross so he comes in, he comes in, and, and, he, and you know, he goes, Brenda, let me show you this. And then, so they go into the thing. Listen to this. Guys, leave. Go, leave. Come on back here. Brenda, look at this. Look at this. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. We were sitting in a car, Greg. Did we watch him cross-contaminate with raw kitchen? Yep. Asia, would you eat this food? No. Austin, would you eat this food? Greg, would you eat this food? No. How dare you take money from your father and do that? How dare you, Glenda? <laughs> you hear him? I, I, I'm not exaggerating. That's that's exactly that's exactly what the fuck he is. But it's it's entertaining, and it's only all once a week. So like, it's kind of like Family Feud was on every day. I was telling you guys about Family Feud, and it's like it got to the point where I was like, my blood pressure went up too high, you know. So I would just kind of, you know just stop watching it before i like you know really get pissed off but like this show it's all it's all once a week and it's like you know it's fake and all that kind of shit but it's fun for now so yeah but anyway uh, i got a lot more coming for you guys as always and uh you know another it's gonna be another i, I hate to say this because uh you know i, I told you i was gonna stop doing it but it's gonna be another fucking political get off my lawn segment and then again of course after the close you're gonna have uh, that that Sixers segment, uh, if you so choose to listen to that. So I got all that and more right here on the C-Rod podcast. Don't go away. Hey, guys, you got a home improvement job that you've just been putting off that you need to get done for fear of maybe like you don't have the right materials. You don't got the DIY to be able to do it yourself. You don't have the manpower to do it. Then look no further. My buddy Chris Jackson at C. Jackson Contractors, he's got you covered. That's right. I've known Chris for about 15 years now, and I got to tell you, I knew right then that that guy was going to be at the top of his field once he got involved and got things rolling. You know how I know? We would be hanging out on the weekends in the summertime, drinking beers, playing wiffle ball, throwing horseshoes, having barbecues, you know, as the guys do. And I would always look around, and Chris wasn't there. I go, hey, where's Chris at? Like, oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's remodeling a kitchen for somebody. He's doing a side job. He would do that on Saturday and Sunday. He worked 50, 60 hours a week on his job. Then he would come out and do side jobs on the weekend. And I'm talking about second to none, top quality, unbelievable craftsmanship. This stuff will blow your mind. All you got to do is go to his website at cjacksoncontractors.com just to see what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm talking this guy's got custom design, general and custom carpentry, building cabinetry, handmade tables and benches. Those are really high-end, too. High-end home bars, elegant staircases, anything that you can dream up. If this, it's Chris's dream to make your dream come true, right? One call to Chris, and he's basically going to weed out all those shady contractors who are going to do a shitty job and overcharge you. When you, get, when you get Chris Jackson, you know exactly what you're paying for because you are going to get top quality, top shelf experience. Trust me. I guarantee it. So, Again, oh, by the way, this guy took a house in Fox Chase, his house that he lives in now. This thing was almost at the point of being condemned. 
and he turned it into a modern day cathedral. This guy is brilliant. He's talented. He's hardworking. And he's a class act. You got to go check out my buddy, Action Jackson, Chris Jackson. Call Chris, cjacksoncontractors.com. Tell him I sent you. All right, back with more of the C-Rod podcast. <laughs> quick, quick little sidebar. Um, I don't know if you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys picked this one up right at, right at the end there when I played that that um, that clip, of John Taffy yelling at that that broad. Right? <laughs> did anybody know, did anybody realize that he was so hopped up that when he was talking about uh, cross contaminating raw chicken, <laughs> he, he said. He said, did we not watch in a car of you cross-contaminating raw kitchen? He said raw kitchen. <laughs> His fucking blood pressure was through the roof, right? It's, it's like, and, and nobody, like nobody, like the producers or anybody like that, like picked that up. <laughs> you know, you, you can do another take, you know, like, like, give me a line. A Liberty Butchamook. Cut. Liberty me- Line. Cut. Right. Oh God! Anyway, okay. So, what's on the stove today for the Sunday dinner? All right, tonight I am making beef stroganoff. Now, this is this, this is not only a like delicious, but it's it's so easy to make. It's like it's on the table in a half hour, you know. So, what you do is you get you, you got to have the right cut of beef for it, though. You, like I I I, uh, I use a um, a flat iron steak. You can use a flat iron steak. You can use chuck. You can use ribeye if, if you so desire. But I, I just I, I like to I like to slice it up thin. Um, you know. So anyway, you, you brown that up. Now I'm talking like for a minute tops because like once you slice it down so thin, it's going to cook really fast. And then you can finish it off. It's not going to be completely done, but you can finish it off in the sauce. You guys, you take that beef and put it aside. Then uh, in the same pot. Okay, you cook your uh, onions and mushroom, and you can use what you know, whatever kind of mushroom you want. I prefer to use like a bell of mushroom. They just have a different kind of flavor, and you know, so you cook up your uh, your onions till they're, they're caramel, like they're right before they're caramelized. You can throw the mushrooms in, you know, and you cook those in, in oil and butter. So once that's completely done, you add beef broth to the to the mushrooms and onions, okay, and then you add sour cream. And Dijon mustard. Now, it, it, it all depends on how much you're making as far as how much you're going to put in there. But you can eyeball it. You know, um, you don't want to put too much beef broth in there because you don't want it to be thin. You know, so you add a little bit of flour to the, you know, to the to the sauce and it'll thicken it up. And then once that comes to a simmer, you put the beef in, you, you know, you, you mix that around. All right. And then you use whatever, you know, whatever base you want to use. I use Popper Deli pasta. Sometimes I'll, I'll use egg noodles. It all depends on on my mood but i'm a big fan of popper deli i, I always have have been for for thick for sauces like that you know like remember i was telling you guys i made that bolognese that one time and i used the popper deli it just it just it's something it's a pasta that just grabs like sauces with texture in it you know so i use the popper deli popper deli egg noodles you can even do like mashed potatoes you can do rice whatever you want to do you know it's your kitchen you do what you want <laughs> all right so another follow-up are you ready for this 
<laughs> I've said this probably three or four times. I've done three or four different segments on the people who are, are, are dipshits uh, when they when they meet somebody like and and they're they're dating for a day and they're in a relationship on Facebook. And there was one like it, the, like that the patent on my hindsight app is still on the table <laughs> for anybody who wants to make it. Right? It's like I I understand. I understand the honeymoon phase is is the best part of the fucking relationship bar none, okay? But it it's the things that, like if you really feel the need that you have to share it with everybody, you know that, that you're infatuated with this person because again you're meeting the representative you're, you're not hanging out with the real person for the first couple months you know people will omit certain <laughs> certain things you know what i'm saying but shut the fuck up okay like like seriously like i i wouldn't mind if you really feel the need to tell something like shout it from the mountaintops just be like i i, I am so enjoying this time you know with, with this person we have so much fun together you know blah 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 that's fine all right, but when you start with the fucking oh, well, with my love, and we're soulmates, and it's love at first sight. No, it's not. <laughs> the first two, three months of a relationship for each of you, the sun shines out of your asshole. Just realize that, you know. So anyway, the follow up is, I was telling you guys about this 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 one this one girl that's a, a friend of mine on Facebook and. She posts all kinds of weird shit. She's got all kinds of weird views. Like, you know, she was the one that said, like, I don't need a man. I fuck a man. I got a dog. Which which that right there just paints such a fucked up picture. Now I'm thinking of you and the dog and, and peanut butter and I. I <laughs> you know, but ad adamantly, like like almost on a weekly basis. Like, I don't need a man. I don't need, I'm, I'm independent. I'm blah, 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 blah. Sorry, I had to stop because I'm sure you heard that car in the background, but. So I, I'm scrolling down and I notice like she's in a fucking relationship. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, you were the one who was like, I ain't fucking, I don't need a man. Yeah, you know, now you're in a fucking relationship on Facebook. Well, it turned out that it seemed as if they only saw each other on weekends because every weekend she would post shit. Like she wouldn't post shit during the week. She would post it on the weekend. Oh, here's me and my love in the park. Here's me and my love. We're, we're eating dinner. And here's me and my soulmate doing this and blah, blah, blah. And I told you guys, when I told you about that, I'm like, I can't wait for this to fucking fail. I, I had popcorn ready and all of it, right? So I, I'm scrolling down and, and I noticed like, I, I, like for some reason, like I, it popped into my head one day. I'm like, you know what I haven't seen in a while? I haven't seen her posting about her love. What the? Let's, let's go check. Let's go investigate. <laughs> so I investigated. I go to her fucking page. Single. <laughs> I was like, yes, because because again, it's like, dude, I, I hate that shit because it's like like I was saying earlier to fucking in, in in the intro. You know, I was I was saying how hard it is, like how hard it is, like so. Then you get it and you feel the need to fucking rub it in everybody else's face, and it's like you almost become a villain. It's like I, I'm I'm. I can't wait until this blows the fuck up. And this only lasted like two months. Like, what What the fuck could have happened? You know? Like, if you're sitting there and you're saying, oh, my love, my soulmate, my everything, my ride or die, all this fucking bullshit for the first two months, it's not like you went on a couple dates and it didn't work out. If you're going on Facebook and you're posting, you're in a relationship and you're posting shit all the time about how great they are and, and you know, then then it, it should wait. It should always last more than two months. Because that's the funnest part of the fucking relationship. How did you get into fights and break the fuck up within two months? If it's my love, it's my love. What the fuck? 
you know? And Facebook, shame on them too, by the way. You remember, you remember that one that one clip of Jordan Peterson I was telling you about where he says, like, today's society, like, like you know, for the parents, like, they shelter their kids from, like, from, from things that might be harmful or, like, bad things. And he's like, no, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to expose them to everything. So this way they, they sharpen up. But now they're just dull and stupid because, like, you know, by the time they, they, they become an adult, they see the things that they were sheltered from their whole life and they have a fucking conniption. You know, it's the same thing with fucking Facebook. You know, they only like the algorithm supports things that are going to like that, you know, that are going to get likes. Like, how come when somebody changes their profile picture, I, the post is like is, is a, a pinned post for like a week. You see it every day in the newsfeed. And it's like oh, 163 likes, you know, or it or you know, or they changed their status to in a relationship. Oh, congratulations. It's fucking great. Why don't you do it when they break the fuck up so we can all fucking cheer? <laughs> you know, why don't you why don't you go like, oh, he changed his relationship status from in a relationship to single. You know? Then I would have to keep tabs on this shit. <laughs> no, but it's awesome. Because that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, you should like like you should just not be able like I said, my hindsight app patent is still on the fucking table. Anybody who wants to make that, okay, and, and it's like you go on a date, here's what you do. You go on a date and you enter the date of the first date into the into the hindsight app, okay? And it automatically blocks you being able to change your relationship status for six months. You know? But it's it's always in the puppy love phase when, when, they, when they do that shit. It's so goddamn annoying. And after two months, after all that fucking bullshit that you, that you did, and all the talking and all the hype and all the shit, what, what, did, what did the relationship amount to? Yeah, Ungats. Six months. Then you can start posting about people. It's my new fucking rule. I'm going to fucking email Fuckerberg, tell him all about it. But anyway, as you guys know, I'm, I, am, I am not at all ashamed or afraid to tell you about the noise pollution that goes on in this in this, in this godforsaken fucking shithole that is Norris Town. And I got to be honest, I like it, it's just different. You, so you have to live here to understand. It's just different in Norris Town. The way there's just the way this whole fucking town operates. But the noise pollution, and particularly in front of this property, as I've played with you, uh, played for you a million times. All right, now I I am going to post, not post. I'm going I'm going to play you a few clips. Okay, this first one was at I think it was 7:45 this morning, Saturday morning, 7:45. I'm trying to sleep the fuck in. All right, I like to catch up on my fucking sleep on the weekends, unless I got something going on. You know, but if I don't, I'm just going to be a nice, lazy Saturday morning. So anyway, this is this is what fucking happened. Shut the fuck up! Never stops around here. It never fucking stops around here. What? Like, 
and I will say this: between the the car alarm that I that, that I played for you the one time that goes off like seven times a day for five minutes at a time, like why? What what was the point of that? Seriously, what what was the point of of, of beeping your horn obsessively like that at seven? Like you 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 were trying to wake people up. There's no there's no reason for it whatsoever. All right now. Now I'm just going to play you a couple, uh, you know, a couple back to back of the of the of the, the vehicles that go by here all the time. Because now now that it's spring, it like the dirt bikes are, are back, you know. And like I said, with Mister Softy and the fucking fart can cars and and the, and, the, and the muscle cars and all the other bullshit, the ATVs, the dirt bikes, you know, all of it, motorcycles. So, I mean, you know, motorcycles are okay, but the people who modify the motorcycles, so you you like you hear it. See, the problem is with these vehicles. You, you you hear them when they're like they're loudest right 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 in front of your house but the the problem is you hear them coming for three blocks then they get to you and then you got to hear them go for three blocks and then by the time all that noise goes another one's coming that's how many people do this fucking shit in this goddamn neighborhood right now check check these out i'll play them i'll play them back to back to back some of them have like my commentary in it because <laughs> i'm drunk and some some of them some of them don't but just listen to this has a huge dick. Fart kit and an 89 Subaru. Okay, park the shitbox and come with me. I'm telling you, you, these noises are are three minutes apart at at all times. It's all day, all night, all the fucking time. Now I know in like West Philly and North Philly they do that shit with the ATVs and the fart cans and shit, but I I will tell you with within a degree of certainty that Norristown hasn't beat. It's it's a fucking stone cold fact. All right, now this one it goes back to when I was telling you guys about how people have no shame. When they when they talk on the cell phone in public, right? And it's the people who have the most fucked up shit going on in their life. Like they'll go into a Wawa and just basically talk about fucking they they did an, an at home abortion, where <laughs> they threw their fucking their, their their baby in the fucking dumpster. I'm just a prom night dumpster baby. You know, um, shit like that. But around here again. The, the, these people have no shame, so that means I hear cell phone conversations all the fucking time. Okay. Now there's this guy, right? And when I'm, I'm sitting on my balcony, it's like it's it's like clockwork every single night. Okay. This guy is walking his dog. Right. Now this is a dude that is uh, let's just say he's a portly fella. He weighs a metric ton. His name, Fat Bastard. Okay, and he he wobbles down the street. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, right? But every single night, okay, he's on the phone, and he's and he's like he's talking, 
And the thing is, it's like he has to be talking to the same person every single night. It's like, who are you talking to? You know? But it's the shit that he talks about. I'll play one clip. I've got I've got like three or four clips on him, but I'll, I'll spare you. This this one clip describes this guy in a nutshell. What he's talking about pretty much tells me that he he doesn't have his shit together. You know what I mean? He's one of those kinds of guys that that like lives with you know with a family member or or you know or friend or something like that. You can just tell by the way that he talks. Everybody spread the word. I live in my sister's it's just like so i got this one conversation that he had that pretty much describes that's exactly what he where where he lives so, so listen to this Now, I'm going to say, you know, like, like, why, why would you say something? Like, why would you say that he's, you know, living in his sister's basement and, you know, putting his name on the orange juice and shit like that? Because, like, did you hear the way that he fucking described it? You know, he, like, he, he, he was, you know, like, he, these people who live with their parents and shit, they think, like, they think they should be paid to be, like, a movie critic, like, as if they're really going to get paid to do that shit, you know? Did you hear him when he was like, now, Breaking Bad season one was good but it doesn't become great until see like what the fuck shut the fuck up <laughs> you know <laughs> oh my god now you know as a matter of fact i'll actually play you i'll, I'll actually play you one more clip uh, it's a little bit more faint because uh, i think he was a little bit further away but like i, I added some commentary to it because i had to <laughs> just when he stood and came out of my mouth my jaw dropped i'm like what the fuck Playing golf, you're fucking 700 pounds. What, what, what golf are you playing? Uh, Tiger Woods on EA Sports? <laughs> like seriously, what golf are you fucking playing? You'd be winded by the by the first hole. <laughs> I mean, and the funny thing is, it's like uh, he's coming towards me. So every uh, he goes, he takes the same route every night. He's coming towards me, okay, and and you can hear him coming, like like the entire time. And to get one block takes like 52 minutes. Yeah, you're gonna go. You're gonna go golf. <laughs> okay. Good luck with that one, Chief. <laughs> uh, anyway, it is time for yet again another "What the fuck is going on?" Get off my lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get up. Get up. Get off my lawn. Now, here's another one of my. Uh, my comments or, or theories that aged pretty well. Go back to an episode. It was, I, I can't even tell you which one it was, but it was somewhere around March where I told you, I was like, you know, I'm like, this is what, this is what this new democratic party does. They wanted to get control of the, um, of the house Senate and the white house so they can get paid so they can launder, you know, the American taxpayer dollars through legislation and through other outlets. Okay. 
and they you know they did so by passing legislation that you know that helped the one percent like i told you guys before okay so they had a year where they can do that where which totally flushed this country down the toilet and then the next year which is an election year they're going to come out and and all the shit that they created they're going to act like they they didn't create it and say they got to stop it and have you seen any commercials lately (laughs) it's just like they're so fucking predictable you know, now they're all coming out. We got to fight inflation. We got to lower our gas prices. We got to close our borders. We have to have good foreign policy. We got to stop the food shortage. We got to, like, it's like, dude, you created this. <laughs> and they, they actually look at you with a fucking straight face. <laughs> oh my God, it's fucking crazy. But anyway, um, I, I just have to say, like I said, I, I, I hate getting political on this show but i mean so many things are happening i'm seeing so many videos out there of people who are still like brainwashed by by the media which is which is just it's it's really concerning so i feel the need that i gotta say it not like i said i know probably most of my listeners already know this but you know like it's it's just it's getting disgusting this fucking joe biden and his entire administration like they're crooks they're fucking crooks you know I just told you, like, they launder taxpayer dollars through, like, legislature, and then they get paid, and then they double dip because the elite paid them to do it, you see. Like, if they if they pass a $1.5 trillion bill, okay, $0.3 trillion of that is is not in the bill. They'll spend the $1.2 trillion on what they said it was, and the other $0.3 get, gets distributed to all of them, you know. These people make $200,000 a year, okay? So if, if, if you're in office... For 30 years, that's $6 million. Why are these people like worth over $200 million? Look at their houses. They got private jets. They got private, you know, everything. How did they get that rich? And people actually will like, will, will like roll their eyes and be like, oh, no, they don't do that. Yes, they fucking do. And their new outlet's Ukraine. That war has, has been over for two months, but yet they still actually portray like there's still a war on TV. You turn on CNN, like the live from Kiev, and and, and the, the reporter's got a fucking helmet on with, with a Kevlar vest on, like the, you know, he can get shot at any moment. Yet Nancy Pelosi just went over there and and shook hands with Zelensky in the middle of the fucking street with no protection whatsoever, and and Zelensky's a fucking target, <laughs> like they're trying to kill him, is what they're saying on the news. How can he go out in broad daylight and shake Nancy Pelosi's hand? No, no protection, no nothing. You know, you ever see the movie Wag the Dog? Okay, like when that movie came out, it gave the media the idea that they can actually pull this off and and make you believe that there's actually a war going on. That movie was like Robert De Niro was a reporter and Dustin Hoffman was a uh, a film producer. And they and they staged a war and put it on the news every day and the American people were like, "Oh my god, this is so sad. Can you believe this is happening? This is just this is tragic." You know, they, they would they would have like a war torn fucking village like green screen and they would have a girl running through it like carrying her baby sister through all the fucking you know carnage and the American people bought it and this this is exactly what the fuck is happening right now okay and it's like he sent he's so far he sent 20 billion dollars 30 billion dollars and now this week they're trying to pass legislature to get them another 40 billion dollars that's 90 billion dollars okay going to a nation that's not our ally that's not a part of nato that we have no business being in which i said from the fucking rip okay and they're just they're using ukraine to launder the the taxpayers money 
so they can get it. It's the same way thing they do in the, in the legislation because Zelensky is as crooked as they come. That nation is crooked. They always have been. Okay? And, and they're using it to launder American taxpayer dollars right back into their fucking pocket. I mean, I, wouldn't you say that, uh, you know, I, I would say the American people could use that money right now, no? You know, you, you, don't you think we can get, like, you know, uh, inflation relief checks or gas price relief checks that you fucking caused to begin with? Don't you think we could have used that? No, let's just give the billions of dollars to, to, to a country that we don't give a fuck about. You know, and another thing. How about the baby formula shortage? All right, that's pretty much been, you know, in the news this week, but it's been going on for months. In months. In months! Okay, they just didn't tell you about it. Like, you, you had to find out on your own. All right, meanwhile, down at the fucking border, okay, like, our, our American babies are fucking starving right now because they can't get, you know, adequate formula, so they have to, like, ration their fucking formula. Meanwhile, down at the southern border... For all the, the you know the, the ones that are apprehended with kids, the illegals that are fucking apprehended with kids, there are pallets, pallets of fucking baby formula. It's like we need money now, give it to Ukraine. We need baby formula now, give it to the illegals. This is what America last looks like, folks. And they try to condition you to make it like it's okay. It's not okay. Okay. They made you believe that America first, if you're a patriot, if you wear the American flag if you, on, your, on, your, on your hat or on your shirt, or if you fly it in front of your house, you're a white supremacist and you're a racist. That's what they have you fucking believing. Okay? But it's corruption. It's, and it's, it's, like I said, it all starts with the, with the elite. The elite are 1% of this country. 5% is their puppets politicians in the mainstream media okay four percent actually know about this and 90 percent have no fucking idea that it's going on so the four percent are trying to wake up the 90 percent but the one percent is using the five percent to make sure that the four percent doesn't wake the 90 percent i used to think like like when i didn't you know like back in the day okay before i before i jumped out of this fucking this this corrupt democratic party okay anytime somebody would say something like yo wake up or like you know like this is happening and you don't you know i'd be like will you shut the fuck up like you're fucking insane you're a crazy person but then i realized here's what they do the media and 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 the politicians right they will like they're corrupt they know it right but that they'll come out and they'll and they'll just say like now there's a group of people out there right now who are saying that we're corrupt and we and we take the taxpayers' money and we don't care about this country and we want to flush it down the toilet. These people are insane. They are crazy people and they're a threat to our democracy. And I mean that's been threat to democracy has been like the top like 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 the, the quote du jour, that along with, with misinformation for the last however many months. Because they're bold statements that they know that they can get the American people to be like, oh my God, they are? They're threatening our democracy? No, they're telling the truth. Everything that you see on the news and from politicians believe the exact opposite. Okay? And that's and that's from both sides. I like, you know, like just because I left the Democratic Party doesn't make me a Republican. I walk right down the center of the aisle. Woo, I'm gonna walk that aisle. Because I don't pick sides because the media told me to. And I don't vote for who the media tells me to. Okay? And this is exactly why they're 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 like a year and a half after he's been out of office, they're still 
they're still going after Donald Trump. He lives rent-free in their heads. Okay? And and Joe Biden is every fucking thing that, that, that the media and everybody else accused Donald Trump of being. Okay? Because these people are scared to death. They're scared to death of Donald Trump winning in 2024 because he, he knows, like, the reason why they hate him so much, okay, is because he can't be bought and he's not he's not a politician you see like he's not part of their little gang their their corrupt fucking gang so they, like if it's like if he gets in in 2024 they know that their 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 gig is up you know and and that's why they've been smearing him for the last 6 years like they like everything still every day it's Donald Trump this Donald Trump that I, I, listen i'm still waiting on a message from somebody to tell me one tr- one policy that Trump put in place in 4 years that was bad for this country. One. I'll wait. Okay? I can give you 11 that, that this administration has done already. And you can see it. You can see it at the pump. You can see it at the supermarket. You can see it in the, in the murder numbers. All this shit. The border. Okay? But the, it, like I said, it's like, you know, smear Donald Trump and get the American people to believe that this guy is bad for us when he, when he wasn't. Now you see what happens when, all three, when they got all three branches of the House of Senate and the White House. You see what's going on. You know, but they, you know, Trump's a monster now. And 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 the, and for all the people who don't, who who are anti-Trump, tell me why you don't like him. The only thing you're going to be able to come up with is mean tweets, and his mouth, and that's it. You can never give me a policy. I don't care what you tell me. You can't. You'll never give me a fucking policy of his. That that was bad for us. And we're seeing it right now. So the ones who aren't paying attention, start paying attention. Okay, because I'm telling you, like once you do see it, see the thing is, it's like I'll say this a million times. It's it's a hell of a lot easier to fool somebody than than to convince them that they've been fooled. Okay, so you're basically, you know, like see when you got to convince somebody that they've been fooled, then their ego comes into it, and and their ego is bruised. But I'll tell you this, you know, once once I figured out what the fuck was going on back in like 2018. Okay, once I figured out what was going on, I'm like, I'm like, shit, I got fucking duped. You know, yes, it bruised my ego. But once you actually find out the truth and everything that is going on, okay, that that feeling outweighs the bruised ego. Trust me when I tell you. Okay, I feel liberated now that now that I know that I've been played. And and, and the media tries to play you every single fucking day. And it's disgusting that they come out and then the politicians come out and namely Joe Biden comes out with a straight face. You know, they don't even stab you in the back. They stab you right in the fucking front. They're doing it right in front of your fucking face. But little by little, you know, people are starting to wake up because it's like like now, like the people who never paid attention to anything, they're paying attention now because what they're doing is directly affecting their lives, you know, with inflation and the gas prices and all that shit. They're like, wait, wait, what the fuck is going on here? You know, because, you know, when it affects their life, then they got to start paying attention. I know people who were were they they would they would murder Donald Trump if they if they had the opportunity, and now they want him back. You know, so little by little, it's it's you know it's starting to spread the fact that like these these people are corrupt, and they're taking our taxpayer dollars and they're putting it right in their fucking pocket. You could take that to the bank, Jack. Anyway, back to regular business. <laughs> um, no, just seriously, just 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 do your own research. Don't 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 believe anything you hear on the TV or social media. Just please don't because it's it's damaging. But 
it reminds me of something I told you guys like two weeks ago, I think it was, when I was like, can we just go back to a time where we were, you know, beating the shit out of each other over chicken sandwiches? <laughs> and it got me to thinking of like, what, of that, how wouldn't that whole thing derived in fucking Popeyes, right? I remember I was at work. It was July of 2019. I was at work, and and my one boy was like going out to pick up lunch, and he's like, "Man, I'm getting." I'm, he's like, "I'm going to get that Popeyes chicken sandwich," and I was like, "Okay." You know, I didn't even know that it it was like debuting that day. I thought I just assumed that Popeyes had a fucking chicken sandwich. I mean, who, you know, why wouldn't you? You know, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "All right, that sounds pretty good. Let me pick one up for me." You know, little di- you know, little did I know. Like th- that, there was a campaign like weeks before that hyping this chicken sandwich up. That went right over my head. Like I didn't get that memo at all, right? So we're all waiting. I think like four of us gave him money, like you know, for him to get you know get us all one, right? And <laughs> it was like an hour and a half, and he was still gone. I'm like, guy, what did you fucking drive to Louisiana to, to get these things? <laughs> where the fuck are you? You know. So finally, like, like he comes back. I'm like, guy, where? It's been two hours. Where have you been? <laughs> you know? And he's like, bro, it was fucking, it was mayhem in there. Like he's like, I mean, like the line was out the door. I was like outside in line, and people were like pushing and shoving, and it was it was getting crazy. I'm like, what? I'm like, for, for a chicken sandwich? <laughs> you know? I'm like, why on on Tuesday is it like? Well, I don't get it. He was like, well, he's like, didn't you see? Like, this just came out today. And I was like, no, I, I, I did not see that, you know? And if, if you remember, like, when I tell you guys about, like, major corporations who just do not know how to fucking put together a marketing campaign, they come up with the dumbest shit, Popeyes was actually a genius with this fucking thing, okay? Because here's what happened. Like, they, they would they would make just enough for a day, to, you know, like, like, people were, they hyped it up and then people came in to get it, right? And then they would sell out of it every day. And it got to the point where people wanted it so bad that if they waited in line hangry for fucking two hours and didn't get one, fights started fucking breaking out. People got shot. People got stabbed. I saw a woman get body slammed <laughs> on the fucking asphalt for a goddamn chicken sandwich. Right? So then they come out in like in like August and they're like, That's, all right, we're discontinuing it for now because there's there's too much violence. There's too much. This is a chicken sandwich we're talking about. There's too much violence. There's too much, you know, like stuff going on and there's too many. You know, we don't have enough employees. So here's what we're going to do. You know, once we can, you know, get enough supply, you know, and, and enough employees, we'll bring this thing back, which is which was a crock of shit because like really there's more chickens in the world than there are humans. So that 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 narrative didn't didn't do well, you know, for for people who are in the know. But so then they come back in November, right? And a week before the sandwich comes out, they put an ad out, the sandwich back November 9th. And 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 they they had them ready, you know, and and, and everybody got their fucking chicken sandwich, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, it, it was brilliant, in, in my opinion. But now it's gone way down the fucking toilet. Like I had a Popeyes chicken sandwich maybe like two weeks ago, and it was it was fucking gross. I, like I didn't even finish it. I was like, this is disgusting. So that went downhill in a hurry. But in that meantime, right, everybody started to follow suit. Like McDonald's came out with one, Burger King came out with one, KFC came out with one, right? And guess who the fuck is throwing their hat in the goddamn ring for this fucking chicken sandwich? You guessed it, Wawa. Why do they continue to put out menu items, okay, for, for, for items that you don't have the necessary equipment to make? You know what I'm saying? 
that it's actually false advertisement to call it a fried chicken sandwich because it's not going into a deep fryer. It's going into that fucking oven that you put it in. You ever have a chicken tender from Chicken Finger from fucking from Wawa? It's just sweaty rubber is all it is because you're taking it and you're putting the fuck in there, right? It's not going to give you like that, you know, like that crunch. It's, it's just sweaty and the texture is terrible. It's like rubber. So it shouldn't be called a fried chicken sandwich. It should be called a, a, a sweaty rubber sandwich. That's what they should call it. You know, like I said before, all these menu items like pasta, like, like okay, pasta, I, I, I somewhat understand, you know, but the burger and fries, you don't have a grill to cook the burger. You don't have a fryer to cook the fries. You just stick both items in the fucking oven and it's a fucking sweat slop sandwich is what the fuck it is, you know? And then pizza, you don't have a fucking pizza oven. I can't wait to see like if that pilot actually makes it through. And if it does, since so many people love people's food reviews these days, here's what I'm going to do. Okay? I'm going to go to Wawa, and I'm going to get the burger and fries, the pasta, the pizza, the brisket, and the fried chicken sandwich. And I'll review them right here on this show. And, and, most, and most probably get sick. <laughs> Stick the fucking hoagies, goddammit. Jesus Christ. So, um, I got one more thing to get to you before I skate for the day and go get my stroga off. I was thinking about this because I had a consultation with a lawyer uh, this past week, and I and the guy, like everything he said, was followed by like or involving practice. Like I practice this, and I practice this, and when I practice this, I practice that. I'm like Jesus Christ with the practice. We talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice, you know. And I get it, you know, but I, like, you know, you, you practice law. But then it got, it got me to thinking about the word practice itself. Like you practice law, you practice medicine, you know, as a, as a doctor, you practice medicine. Like, shouldn't those two things not be associated with practice? You know, like if you're on a murder trial and they're practicing, I'm, 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 my asshole's puckering up. <laughs> you know, you're, you're just practicing. Like, with, when's the game? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Like, if I'm getting a vasectomy, you know, you're, you're fucking practicing. You know, if I'm, if, if I'm getting a colonoscopy, you're practicing. I'm sorry. All right? Like, if <laughs> if anything involves you stick, sticking something up my ass or having my balls in your hand, I, I, I want that to be a real thing. I don't want that to be a scrimmage game. You know? I want that to be a real thing. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It, it got me to thinking about the word practice and like, and, like, how it's used in certain things that are, like, that are pretty important, you know? just weird to me and i and i know why they they use the word i get it okay but it's it's comedy all right relax for all the people out there no it's here's why it's called practice man shut up shut up just shut the fuck up (laughs) all right but that's all i got for you this week but like i said if you're a basketball fan or a sixers fan stay tuned on the other side of the outro music i will have you know i'm going to try to do about you know one segment of 20 minutes you know so i don't create even more work for myself as i normally do and shoot myself in the foot but it was definitely uh, definitely something that I, I need to share because, like I said, I, I, I love that team um, as much as I love the Phillies, you know, and I, I love the Eagles too, but the Sixers and the Phillies are my two, they're my two favorite franchises in this city. And, 
you know, when you're disappointed, uh, when you have an expectation and it doesn't come through, you get pretty upset. I mean, next year it's going to be 40 years since they've won a championship. So I felt the need to do that like I did last year with the whole Ben Simmons debacle. But uh, if you need to get a hold of me, see Rod Podcast at gmail.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger or you can text or call me as always. And the Sea Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly seven in a row and i'm hoping to get eight in a row i am going to my friend jay's next saturday so it'll all depend on how late i get home on sunday whether i have one because i still have five or six bullet points here that i haven't used yet and then here's there's the week for something to happen in fact um i have another training this week so i'm, I'm sure i'll have a fun story about that with all these idiots all right but until then it's christian rodriguez saying be awake not woke and beat your fucking kids take care Special segment in the Sea Rod Podcast, old kind of segment. That is, th- I, I will say this before I get started. This is this is the greatest song in sports for any team. I just get fucking chills. It's it's the best song ever, you know. But they fucking lost again. God damn it. You know? And and, and there's there, there's so many moving parts to this because I like first of all, I, I'm I'm entirely pissed off that Daryl Morey came out after the after the loss and said Doc Rivers is coming back next year because that means next year is wasted because this guy is not a good coach. Okay? He's well he, let, let's put it this way. He's a good regular season coach at best. But he's 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 terrible in the fucking playoffs. Okay? And it pissed me off, like when when they kept on putting that graphic up, you know what I'm saying? What like they were sh- they were like they were showing like, uh, you know, like he's second all time in playoff wins because that that's empty, you know. Like look at the guy that's ahead of him, Greg Popovich. How many rings does he have? Five. Phil Jackson. How many rings does he have? Nine. You have the second most playoff wins, and you got one ring to show for it. And you had a team that could have got you five, that they that, that didn't even need a coach really, and they they won that year. So keep that in mind. And we're gonna and, and we're bringing him back. I hope I hope Maury was lying, and and they zip him. But you know, it, it it's really bad because in in the playoffs, like everything changes because it's a series. It's not just one fly by regular season game. You know, there's strategy, and it's like and and you come out with a strategy in game one. If you if you lose that game or you win that game, you make adjustments for game two, and and you you go by what they came out with. And Doc Rivers does not know how to do that. And he doesn't know how to make in-game, you know, uh, in-game adjustments too. He's horrible at that, and his rotations are horrific. I said this last year when I was when I was ripping Ben Simmons. The the, the fact that Furkan Korkmaz got anywhere near an NBA playoff floor dressed tells you all you need to know. Okay, 
and and there's there's so many fucking moving parts with this. I mean, but you know, uh, the fact that Doc Rivers is coming back really upsets me. But there's a few things that are certain, you know. And what I'm going to start off with is James Harden, because I, you know I even reposted the day of the trade what I posted on Facebook, and I said for everybody out there rubbing one out to the James Harden trade, you know, just stop it. We're not going to win anything with this guy, and I knew it. And it's not because he's he's in decline, and it's not because he you know he clearly lost a step, which he clearly he he's not James Harden from Houston anymore. He's just he, that guy's gone. You know, when you take care of your body, you can you can play until 37, 38. But when you go to strip clubs and you're drinking all the time and you're staying out all night, usually about 31, 32 is when you when you have your overnight breakdown, which James Harden has had. He is not the same James Harden. And even if he was Houston James Harden, they still wouldn't win with him. Because all he does is he, he, he dribbles up the fucking floor. He did this the whole entire series. He dribbles up the fucking floor. Takes 19 seconds off the off the shot clock, and then either the step back three, or he, you know, or he, he has an ill-advised pass, and somebody's got to force up a shot with one second left on the shot clock. He used to be able to drive the lane and do like you know, like the brother flyby. He can't do that anymore. It's it's clear, and and now even more with the rule change, he can't get to the line as much as he used to. But the fact that we traded Ben Simmons and and, and the whole that whole thing started. Because in, in in five fourth quarters in that Atlanta series last year, he didn't take one shot. Now, we're talking about an elimination game, and James Harden, who was supposed to be, as advertised, a volume scorer, he had 11 points in the first half and zero points in the second half. Zero points in the second half of an elimination game when you're supposed to be the, you know, like the Robin to, to, to Embiid as Batman. And you took two shots in the entire half. What did we trade Ben Simmons for Ben Simmons? What did we bring you in here for? I'm telling you, man, Daryl Morey has, has a hard-on for James Harden. And I hope to God that they don't give him a Supermax because if they do, two things that will happen, okay? If they give James Harden a Supermax contract until he's 38 years old, where in the last year of that contract he'll make $61.5 million, and they hire Mike D'Antoni as a coach, I'm out. As much as I love this franchise, I I, I, I I love this fucking franchise. I've always loved the Sixers. But I will I until until that period is over, I will not watch them anymore. I will not pull for them anymore. I don't care if they get if if, if they're in the playoffs, I don't give a shit. Because I know they're not gonna win. So it's like what's the point? Why why go get your heart ripped out every time they go to the playoffs and you gotta watch it and go through it and lose? And not only that, okay? Like they have, they have to pick up the option on James Harden, unfortunately, next year. Okay, and I'll get into what I think you should do. You know, next year, but they, you know, like he he has he's going to exercise his option, and we don't have any choice. We're stuck with him for next year. And even if they did let him walk right now, look at all they gave up to get him. You know, and just to rent him for a half a year, that would be a horrible look. Okay. But the other thing I'm saying is 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 in game like all right. So Embiid doesn't play the first two games. Okay. And then he comes back at home, and they tie the series at two. Okay, and then all of a sudden, overnight, the, the, any desire, any will, any heart, any anything went right the fuck out the window. And I gotta believe it—it it, it was the players doing something about Doc Rivers because they don't like Doc Rivers, and that, that's why I don't understand like that why they're bringing him back. They're not playing for him. If you saw the huddles in timeouts in in games five and six, they were totally disconnected. Doc Rivers was begging them 
to play. And, and they're like, we don't want to play for you. They don't want to play. I can't believe Daryl Morey can't see this. You know, but I saw a team, especially in game six, I saw a team come out there with no care in the fucking world. James Harden looked like he didn't even want to be there. And, th- and that shit doesn't fly in this town, as we know. Okay? He quit. Harden quit in an elimination game. He quit. Okay? And and that's that's just who he is. You're, you're never, I don't care who they get. You know, you're not going to win with James Harden. That I can promise you. Especially this James Harden. You know? But then that's the thing about Philadelphia. It's like if, when you're one of those people, like we're a blue-collar city. All we ask for, all we ask for is that you 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 give 110%, you know, just leave it all out there. You, even if you lose and you played your best and, and gave all you had and work hard, we will love you in this town. Look at Tyrese Maxey. From his first year to his second year, which was this year, he raised his three-point percentage by 10% points. You don't know how big that is. His defense has gotten much better. His mid-range game has gotten much better. He's he's a 93% free throw shooter, and these were all numbers that went up. And he went from seven points a game to like 17. We love Tyrese Maxey in this town because he does that. But James Harden, when you quit, fuck you, dude. Like, fuck you. And I knew it. I told people. I was like, you know, like they were like, no, you don't realize who we, what we just got. James Harden, man. It's going to be like Kobe and Shaq. Kobe and Shaq. Kobe and Shaq won three fucking rings together. Don't give me this James Harden, James Harden shit. I I said it. I'm I'm like okay. If 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 he's if it's if this is going to be that great, then show me. And what did they do? They showed me another second round fucking exit. Okay, so Harden, you have one more year, and I I can't wait until you go. I never liked James Harden. All right, now next, Joel Embiid. All right, now. Before I even get started, just keep in mind I love Joel Embiid. I think he's a generational talent. I think that he, you know, he can do everything that that a guard can do at seven feet. It's 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 fascinating watching him play. He, it, it, like we're really being treated, being able to watch this guy play every night. But there's one, there, there's just he doesn't possess the killer gene. He's just he's not a killer, you know. And you need killers to win championships, you know. Now, this is what I'm saying. Okay, as good as Joel Embiid is. First of all, he gets hurt way too much, and it, and a lot of it is a direct reflection of his style of play. Okay, and he doesn't have a high basketball IQ because he started playing when he was seventeen, which is not his fault. But he does dumb things, like in the big moments, he'll make the big turnover, or or he'll he'll miss he'll miss a shot that he makes eight out of ten times because he don't have the killer gene. You know, in game five, all right, he it, with three minutes into the game. He dove into the into the stands for a fucking loose ball and almost hurt himself. Three minutes into the game, like sometimes you just gotta let the possession go. Like we'll get that back now. If it's if there's two minutes left and you're down two, yes, you absolutely do that. But why would you risk injury for for a, a, you know a, a flimsy fucking possession in the first quarter? It do, it doesn't make any sense. He goes to the floor for a seven footer entirely too much. I never saw Shaq go down on the, on, on the floor, but he's. I mean that last game he was he was on the floor like eleven times. He does, he's not he's not a smart player, you know. And like I said, is he one of the best in the league? Yes. But the thing is, he should have he should have found a way in his last five playoff exits where he, you know he's he's the leader of the team, and he's never gotten the team to at least not even the finals, the Eastern Conference Finals. He never got out of the second round. There's a reason for that. And like I said, I love the guy. I really do. 
and as good as he is, he's, he's, he has a lot of, of other flaws. Okay? Now, you know, like the, the injuries. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, what do you want him to do? He was, he was injured, you know, he, the face and, and, the, and, the, and the, you know, the ligament in the shooting hand. And that's, that's, a, that's a perfect example of his low basketball IQ. If you have a torn ligament in the thumb of your shooting hand, why are you shooting three-pointers? He went two for eight in, in game six. Why are you not just going down the block and, and, and dominating everybody like you can? It's not smart basketball. All right? Now, Kobe Bryant, if Kobe Bryant would have, would have, would have you know, he would have found a way to get 40 with those injuries, the same injuries. He would have found a way to get 40 in an elimination game because he would kill his mother for an NBA win. All right? He need, like there's there's a lot of things that that need to go. I mean, like you know the great. Now this is the thing. This, these are his words. These are Joel Joel Embiid's words. Okay. I'm the greatest player in the world. So dominant. I'm, I'm I'm the best. I want to be the best player ever. I want to be better than Jordan and Kobe. Like okay, all right. You you say that. So that 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 um, bears a responsibility. Okay. If you're that good, if you if you want to claim to be that good and claim to be the best of all time and claim to be Michael Jordan, you should have been able to take one of these teams on your back to the finals. Allen Iverson did it with much, much worse teams than Joel Embiid ever had. If Allen Iverson was on any of these teams in the last five years, he'd have found a way to get to the finals because Iverson was a killer. And in the guts of the game, he would say, give me the ball and get the fuck out of the way. Okay? Like... Look at look at the, the year that they went to the finals and he won the MVP, okay? He had to go through two game sevens with Toronto and Milwaukee and 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 came up large in game seven, the elimination game. He, he put up 40. All right? Then he gets to the finals and beat three teams to get to the finals that were, that were better than the Sixers. All right? And then they get to the finals against the Lakers, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. All right? And they and the, the Lakers going into the finals were undefeated in the playoffs. Nobody beat them. They swept everybody. Iverson goes to their home floor and beats them in their own building in overtime and had 15 straight points in overtime. That's a killer. Let's go to the game where where, where Embiid made the three in Toronto. You know to uh, you know in overtime to win the game. He had three opportunities with the ball in his hand to win that game before it got to overtime, and he and he came up small every single time. All right. I, listen, like I said, I love the guy, but he has a lot of fucking flaws. Okay, Kobe Bryant has taken garbage to the finals. Allen Iverson has taken garbage to the finals. LeBron James, as much as I fucking hate him, in 07, took the Cavaliers to the finals, and they had like like they, they could have used me out there. Like that's how fucking bad that team was. But the great players find a way to carry a team on their back and take them to the finals, and you haven't even taken them out of the second round yet. That's a concern to me. And the injuries are a concern to me. You, you're going to be cooked when you're 32 years old. That's a fact. And that's because you're a big man. Big men don't last much past 32. Or at least be useful after 32 anyway. All right? So this is what, this is what I'm saying. This is, this, if, I am, if I am running the 76ers, this is what I do. Okay? First of all, Tobias Harris, you're, you're a very nice man. You know, and, and, and you're, you're a good team player and everything. But you've you, you got to go. I, I am not paying you max contract money, $37 million a year, for you to come up with four points and 11 points and get 20 every now and again. If you're a max player in the NBA and, and you're getting the maximum amount contract that you can be paid, I need no less than 25 a night out of you. No excuses. No excuses. 
Harden's not doing that. Harris isn't doing that. And Harris can't finish to save his fucking life. He really, he really can't. The guy misses layups worse than Ben Simmons does. It's time for him to go. Take your take your 16-point average and, and take that up the street. Now, you're not going to get a lot from Tobias Harris, but you do have to match the salary in a trade. So here's what I do. I um, I trade him and get a marginal starter back. Give me give me a, a four that that that'll get you 12 and 10. I'll be I'll be, and plays decent defense. I'll be happy with that. And then in that package, give me a true sixth man because the Sixers haven't had a true sixth man since Lou Williams. They they really haven't. And this George Niang stinks on ice. All right. So get the sixth man, get a starter, and get like you know just another role player, bench player, and I'll be happy. Okay, I would zip the coach, bring a new coach in here who knows how to coach in the playoffs, all right? And I would give this one more year. If you don't get to the finals, not the Eastern Conference finals, with, with those trades and, and you know the adjusted roster and new coach, if you don't get to the NBA finals next year, I'm trading Embiid. Because he's in his prime right now, all right? And it's better to trade a player a year early than it is a year too late. And right now, the Sixers can get fucking heat for Joel Embiid. You can get heat, serious heat for Joel Embiid. I mean, think about it. The Harden trade from Houston to the Nets, all right? The, 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 the Rockets got Karis LeVert, who is who was a borderline all-star, Jared Allen, who is an all-star, four first-round picks, and four first-round pick swaps. That's eight years of draft capital, an all-star, and a borderline all-star. For Joel Embiid... You can get that. Okay, you get an all-star, a borderline all-star, so that's you're inserting two starters into your lineup. You're getting draft capital for the next eight years, so you'll never suck again. You, you can build around Tyrese Maxey, who's a budding superstar in this league. All right, and then James Harden walks, and you, and you gain $47 million of cap space. So you go out and you sign another max player to go with the all-star, the borderline all-star you just got, and Tyrese Maxey, and your bench is bolstered, and you got draft capital. Or... You go with Doc Rivers next year, and you get bounced in the second round. You waste another year of Joel Embiid's career. He might get fucking hurt. You know, whoever whoever knows, and his value goes down. And then the whole process was for nothing. I'm telling you that, like, you know, people will. You're fucking crazy. I, I said, I said it on a Facebook group. Like, you're fucking crazy. Why you trade Joel Embiid? What's he done? Besides, put up good individual numbers. I'm just saying, the guy's head is his head's just not there. He doesn't have the killer gene. All he really cares about is is Instagram followers, um, MVPs, because he cries when he doesn't win it every year, and and he just he cares about people marveling at like, oh my God, he's seven feet. Look what he does, and he puts his he risks injury to do that. Smarten up. But I'm telling you, man. Like, you got one more year. If you don't get out of the second round, you're never going to get out of the second round with Joel Embiid if they don't do it next year. Don't tell me you didn't hear that. Um, but that's it, you know? And you trade him a year early. You get a King's Ransom back for him. You still have Maxie, who's going, to be, who's going to be an all-star in this league. You know? Like I said, you get another all-star. You get you get another. And then you, have, you also have a max slot to sign up, like a max player. Like, you can have a better team than you do right now. If you trade Joel Embiid at the end of the next year, if they don't get out of the second round or the Eastern Conference Finals, that's it. It's, it's. I mean, it's just a fact. It's a painful one, but it's a fact. I'd really like to see a new coach in here, though, because like if they're not going to play for him, then of course they're not going to get out of the second round, which would force me to trade Embiid. 
And I worry about Daryl Morey. Everybody blows Daryl Morey like he's some wizard, you know? What's he won? Guts. He's won nothing. In Houston, when he, you know, he wanted to bring Westbrook in for Harden, which completely didn't work, he lost that trade. He gave up Chris Paul and a shit ton of draft picks. And look at Chris Paul now. He's a top five point guard of all time. That's not even debatable. You know, he always likes to make the big splash trade, but he usually loses. I just, I'm starting to question him. When we first got him, I was excited because everybody was praising him and all this. Well, do you, you, this is going to be a, a big summer for you, pal. I hope you're on the phones right now because you know, like, if, if they don't, if they don't get to the finals next year, not only is Rivers gone, but you're on the clock too. So. That was my two cents that I wanted to share about this year's exit, and I hope I'm not doing this segment next year after after a playoff exit. But I, I I'm I'm almost certain that I will be with Doc Rivers still being the coach here. But that's it. That's all I got for that. So I will uh, I'll see you guys next week. Take care. <laughs>